Hello friends, how are you? How are you getting on? What is the crack? I hope you're keeping well. My name is Colm and this is the Sober Mess podcast and you're very welcome. Today I'm joined by someone that I cherish very much, that is highly motivational, that is someone that I really look up to and someone that um, I, I can open up to talk to and someone I'm very lucky to have in my life. She's also someone that does my fucking head in, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm very lucky to call her my sister. Today we have the well-being queen on the podcast for the second time. She's been begging me for months to come back on and uh, I'm delighted to have her back on. And uh, so Lise, what's the crack? Hello. How are you? Welcome. The well-being queen herself. I booked my rate and oh. I managed to fit them into the schedule. <laughs> I, I was on to your secretary for weeks. Trying to get an appointment. Oh, stop. We're a busy lady. You're a big deal. I'm kind of a big deal these Don't days. Don't you forget it. <laughs> so Lisa's doing a lot of stuff now. She has her yoga class. She has a meditation class. And she also... Does a running group on Mondays now as well. So she's an absolute hub of wellness. Get fit, get lit, get fit, get lit. Get fit, get lit. So Lise, tell us a bit about your journey. Like how did you get into well-being and fitness? Like how did you find this as your remedy, as your formula? Um, well, if I'm honest, the fitness kind of just fell into me. Um fell on my path I done beauty therapy and I actually got out of fitness for a lot of my early days but when I actually think back I actually was in a running club when I was probably eight Lucy Lamb I don't know if she listens to this but she brought me on my first city run and we used to run around the pitches and beside where I lived so from a young age I would have ran but in my teens I kind of lost it and then um, early on then, probably like my late teens, early 20s, I decided to go to college and I studied beauty therapy and I absolutely hated the course and I found one of my, I met one of my friends and he said he was doing fitness and I literally just thought, oh my God, it'd be so cool to see, say I'm a PT and I started the course, I'll never forget it, first kind of week or two in Sally Noggin and they said you have to do, go for work experience so I decided I'm going to join a gym, never, I've been in the gym maybe three or four times and um, back then it was, it was only kind of coming into fashion, not as many people use gym, especially young, 
So I headed down to um, Benilda's and I used to go one day a week and I remember asking one of the instructors if I could have work experience, um, if I could have work experience in the gym for the February and this was the September and he actually said to me, yeah, look, we can do better than that. I, we can actually give you a job. And also, I think that was back in the day where you could actually hire people without having to be qualified. Yeah. Back in the day when you used to have the boy smoke from a letter off your dad. And, I, and, he did, and he also said to me, you do know you're meant to train three days a week, not yeah. just one day a week. So from that, I remember going home to my father, actually, and saying to him, I obviously had a young, um, I had a child fairly young so my confidence was a little bit down at the time and though I always done well in school I would have probably had a little bit of probably affected my self-esteem a little bit having um, a child young at the time I suppose again it wasn't really happening so I went home to my dad and I remember saying to him my god I'm after being offered a job and he said and I wasn't actually going to take it because at the time I was trying to just fit college in and I was working as well and he said to me, um, no, sorry, I was only in college, but it was full-time hours. So I'd actually left my current job to do studying. Um, and he said to me, well, Lisa, it's the role that you want to work in. So you might as well, we'll manage. So with that, took on the job. The first week of it, they sent me out with the running club <laughs> in a pair of Air Max. <laughs> Untied. Nice. <laughs> running up the road. I will never forget. I had shin splints to beat the band. Fashion comes first. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think they nearly had to carry me over the finish line. <laughs> and I was the lead instructor. But from that day, I just started going to all the classes I could go to. I just massively embraced it. I loved the classes. I loved training. I just felt that buzz that I got from it. And yeah, I absolutely loved fitness. And though I did socialize a lot, I love my friends. I love, but at the time, again, in the early 20s and you don't get hangovers. Mm. <laughs> I lived a great ba balanced life of um, every second weekend, I would have been out with all my friends. And then the other weekends, I would have been obviously with Jamie and then working in college during the week. So I love the buzz. I love the people. And yeah, it just kind of fitted so well. So I was actually blessed. And I'd nearly, looking back, I'd nearly recommend everyone to do some kind of fitness or nutrition course at some stage in their life because it's something that's going to last with you forever. So um, massive passion for the fitness and buzzing mad, with that. Because when I done uh, when I done my fitness course, like I I thought I really wanted to work in a gym and I remember doing the fitness course. I really loved nutrition and the uh, sports psychology. That really stuck. And yeah, I I was similar. Like I loved when I got into the training. Obviously, when I hit the hit the drink and the and the parties, I was all on the head. I had that massive void and. I just found the exercise just such a buzz and I loved it. So I, like you, I decided to, I wanted to work in it. So college doing uh, sports science and um, and I really loved, what I really loved was the sports psychology side of how much our heads kind of play a part in our performance and also the nutrition. And like after I got qualified, I went to work in the gym and I just didn't like working in the gym. 
you know, because I found all, you know, I, I was a new PT, there was a P, there was like going to start in the gym, there was all these well-established PTs already there. I was coming in, I was just getting, like they, they kind of knew the target audience to go for, like the paying customers, whereas I was going in and I was getting the guys who just wanted a free program. And then I ended up kind of just flat out working and wasn't making that much money. And uh, it was saying, right, I don't think this is for me. But although I didn't go to work in it, the career, I learned so much that I still use today about the nutrition and about the training, which really benefited me. But sometimes it's just about educating people on certain things that, that you know, what about nutrition or exercise or even about mental health. Like, what, like, as you said, that doing like little basic courses just to give us a bit of education. And a bit of mindset into certain things, like, you know? Yeah, like, when you know better, you will do better. And I can tell you, like, from... I'm a doer, and, like, I have done so many different courses, and I can just put my hand on my heart and say that. <clears throat> In every area, like, I suppose, before I learned all about growth mindset, I would have just... I kind of nearly... You have a nearly... I nearly had a bit of a... Not an ego to think, like, I know everything. It's like... And then as I've done more and more and more courses, in every area, there is so much for you to learn. And like, if there's an area that like you're struggling in, like as in if it's within weight, the more you learn about calories in, intake, food, like the the more you know, the better you're going to be. And like Mm. in every area, if it's relationship you have problems with, if it's mental health that you have problems with, if it's like any type of repeated behavior that you have a problem within, the more you learn about that or the more you talk to somebody that is a master in that field. And I can guarantee you, there is a master in every field. And we are at a time now where we are blessed everything is on youtube everything is on zoom like even my um yoga teacher she actually was only telling me there the last few weeks that there's a place called try yoga and it's like literally the best teachers in the world and now that i can actually go to their studio from the comfort of my own yeah. sitting room it's mad i've seen you can get degrees on harvard and all now like master's degrees like it's all online like and it's all accessible like listen there is like and this winter this coming winter if there's anyone out there listening and there's a particular it doesn't have to be hardcore learning stressful stuff like ask yourself what inspires you what gives you a buzz what do you love what do you love doing and you learn in that yeah but knowledge is key like if you're passionate about it just to learn like and i find that when i when like when i I don't like when i i I studied like it a few years ago and i just i found it so hard to retain the information but now i'm back in college doing sociology and i love it and i I enjoy doing the research and i remember everything because it's something that i have a personal interest in yeah you know what i mean and i think when you're like going to study something that you're actually interested in it's a lot easier to study and it's a lot easier to retain the information yeah. You know, and, and knowledge is king. That if you want to know anything, like information is so accessible now. You just to Google it or do online courses, like you know. Yeah, and you'll tend to flip to kind of click into what you enjoy. But what do you listen to on YouTube? What do you tend to kind of what po- kind of podcasts would you like? 
Now that gives you the in that gives you that information and knowledge because a lot of people I'd coach now I'm um, a mindset and self development coach, and like the main two people I'm coaching, they're like I don't know, and I'm like you do know. It's just a matter of like coming into your heart, coming into your gut. What do you spend your just free time doing, and whatever you spend your free time doing. That's kind of an indicator of what inspires you. Yeah. Because that's what you love, isn't it? But that's it. And it's like, a lot of people like make the mistake of say they're in a career and they're not happy in that career. So they like knock it on the head and do something completely different. But some advice that I got before off someone was that like it's important to have a job that pays the bills and have a hobby or something that that something that cares for your values on the side. So say if you wanted to help people or work with animals, like that you have your career and have your job. But why, to, why don't you do that like on the side to volunteer on the side? So then. You you're feeling satisfied that you're doing something that 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 is true to you while you're working because i think a lot of times when we're working and we're doing something that's just not for us we can feel that we're just not that fulfilled in, in what we're doing and and want to change career but sometimes i find what helped me was being able to do volunteer work on the side so i felt a lot more satisfied with what i was doing as well as working like well, what we'd always recommend within the coaching role is like say if you're completely unhappy in your job, I wouldn't say to you, okay, find what inspires you, leave your job and be completely kind of thrown up in the air. If you, Especially if you're a person that values security like myself, you need to have that security, you need to have the income, especially if you have a mortgage, especially if you have a family and bills to pay. But what I will tell you is, and what I've seen in my own clients is that, if you're doing something that inspires you and if you're following your your purpose, your life purpose and build it up. So like a lot of the coaches I know will start coaching on the side. You know what I mean? Or start doing stuff on the side that also they can build true working. And then when eventually they have it high enough, then they'll be able to kind of drop to maybe four days a week, mm. three days a week and build their passion even more and more. Because I can tell you, if you are working towards your life purpose and your life passion, you don't need to worry about the money because you're going to get the enjoyment out of it and that is just going to flow in. Obviously, you have to make sure you're being sensible and smart about it, but if you're doing what you love and you're good at what you do, people are going to come to you, people are going to be attracted to you, people are going to see your message and they're going to flow and they're going to want to hire you. They're going to want to have you on their podcast. They're going to be want to spend time with you to actually get that knowledge. And what I've learned from the fitness People value what they pay for. Like a lot of times, like even from the la- over COVID, letting family like my sister even join the running group, it's the family members that I didn't actually get to pay or get to join the yoga. They wouldn't actually be shown up every week. But I can tell you, it's the girls that put the money in and know their worth and know that they're going to show up every day because the money is an energy and that they've paid that to actually be there. Mm. So, so yeah, I do agree. And what you're saying is, if you're suffering with anxiety you need to be doing stuff that inspires you you need to have stuff that you're looking forward to so like like for instance like even for myself so I've decided from August that I wanted to um not drink and I want to challenge myself not to have a drink till December and though it wasn't the fact that I didn't want to do it out of I have a drink problem I wanted to do it out of the fact of I'm such a moany fucker with that. <laughs> and you're a moany fucker without the drink as well, Lisa. <laughs> oh, 
but I'm inwardly moaning and yeah. like I feel like my head is a fog and at the moment I suppose things are going so well like with the meditation page with mm. the coaching with the running group I'm really enjoying it all yeah. and I want to have a clear head and be able to think sharply yeah. I need to do so I can't just be all work and family I need to have something fun I enjoy as well so obviously with that I've started I know people might think I'm a weirdo but I enjoy long runs and sea dips so I've had to increase things I do for myself that are fun even like last week I joined Westwood so I can go to the spa and sauna so yeah what I'm trying to say is I think so going back to the question that you asked me before I go off on a tangent what I'm trying to say is it is so important like you said that especially if you're not enjoying your job to do things that you enjoy and that you find that you like and it's not just about finding out what um finding what your family might like to do or what your partner might like to do you need to find out what inspires you and I can tell you the more times you click into that the better you are going to be for your family and the better you are going to be in work and what and like what are some ways that people could find out that like what is what inspires them or what lights their soul on for I remember the first day in college I walked in and uh, I'll never forget it they said what do you do for fun <laughs> <laughs> and I just froze we had to write a list of what we'd done for fun and I suppose when it was in my if I had to look back to my 20s and probably don't get me wrong even during my like I'm not old I'm geez, early 30s early 30s but during I, what I'd done for fun in the past would have been festivals, would have been wild nights with my friends, <laughs> would have been, um, but now what I do for fun looks fairly different, like weekends away, that kind of stuff. So yeah, what I'd say to people is, how would you find it out? Literally just sit down and try and work out what you enjoy. So find out what makes you happy and what makes you what fun what, like yeah, yeah like what when you do something if it gives you a lightness in your heart something that you don't dread having to do like i know for instance that i've the meditation page and call them i'm in a complete awe to you because you rang me one day to start a lockdown and told me to do it and i actually think i might have told you to well I, I, well, I want some commission for this, Lisa. <laughs> I think I kind of got thick with him, like, why would I do a payment? Like, and then I started it. And you know what? It's one of the best things I've ever done. The amount of um, feedback I'm getting from it, the joy I'm getting from myself. And it's something that I don't dread doing. Like, it's not, like, I don't even think about it. I don't the things you know that inspire you is the things that you go to without thinking oh jesus i have to do this that's my opinion on it so like i was able to tell now from lockdown what i really want to do like though i love the running though i love teaching yoga though i love fitness i can tell that my passion is is in coaching people on self-development is on that meditation and wellness page i am just completely buzzing doing it i look forward to it 85 percent of the time (laughs) like that's how i for me that's how i find out what i love and what i enjoy what about you colin what do you do what do you do for fun i'm gonna put it back on you massive amounts of drugs (laughs) (laughs) and yeah like you like i'm I get a mad buzz out in 
nature, you know, out of exercise, out of sea swimming, music, out of re- actually reading now. I'm <laughs> wild, I'm wild these days. Um, reading and just, yeah, just that stuff kind of lights me soul on fire. I love getting them endorphins after a training session or just being out in the present in nature, you know. And for me, I suppose, in my last job, you know, I, I, I work in an IT, fairly stressful environment, and got so s- stressed out with it that I wa- really wanted to leave and like knock it on the head. And I suppose I stayed there for a very long time until I finally decided to take a career break and go traveling. And at which stage I just said, look, I need a change of career. And and that's when I realised that I love I love kind of just being a service, being able to help people, being outdoors. But what I at the time the mistake I made was that I I could have been volunteering and doing these kind of things at the side. And as you said, having that bit of security coming in with the money. It's like if it's like if oh, everyone wants to fucking quit their job and go jo- join the cir- the circus, should we all be fucking yeah. homeless then? You know what I mean? So I was like, why don't you why don't you volunteer at the circus on the side as well as working? You know what I mean? But I think as well it's about finding what your own values are, you know what I mean? And finding what works for you. But also to listen to your inner compass to say that if you're doing something and you're severely unhappy and you're not enjoying the job that you're doing and you're dreading going into work then it's something to say right is this aligned with my values is this something for me is there something i can do to change because what i'd always recommend if you have problems in your job in your relationship you know whatever it may be like try everything before you decide to want to walk away you know can you honestly say before you walked away that you tried a b and c to try change how you felt about it before you decide to knock it on the head like you know because there is obviously the reason you got in there in the first place be it a job or a relationship that there was some connection or there was some want there so why not to try and reignite that and say can i do something in the relationship or in the job or do something on the side that will cater more for my values you know yeah and like then when you f- you feel secure enough because i've i'd made the mistake i went um well i tried to go self-employed completely i walked out of um, a very secure job that i loved and i'd been in for probably like four years and i was working my way up in the company but i found for me my opinion was if you work too hard in a company sometimes it can make you nearly want to leave because you burn out Mm. and that's what happened with me i just kind of i burnt out and for my family environment though i loved the job i loved the job i had to look at the family like i had two boys at home i wanted to be happy at home i was putting a hundred percent into the job and coming home and putting 30 percent in the home and and 30% into my own health and 30% into me. So though the passion for the job, I loved it. I had made the decision that if this pattern continues to happen, I'm going to leave the job because I'd be firing on all cylinders for three months. Then a week I dropped off and I'd be just nearly at the stage where I'd have to walk into the doctor and the doctor would actually say, take a week off work, Lisa. And I, mm. luckily enough, my GP, they'd never put on medication and they knew that I was kind of anti that but but I did need her to tell me take a week off work you know whereas I wasn't at a stage of knowing my own values and I wasn't I hadn't studied enough and learned enough about wellness at that stage to manage myself well 
So I know now that looking back, I completely just stepped out of the job and then I went self-employed. And for me, it was too much of a jump. Like like what you said, I, at now looking back, it would have, I wouldn't have learned the lessons. I don't regret what I did because I'd done it like that. I ended up going back studying. I studied yoga. I studied wellness. I learned so much from hitting that kind of rock bottom patch. But, and you get your biggest learnings, your biggest learnings, I believe, is coming from when you kind of hit that kind of low point in your life. But I felt it was a complete change where now looking back, I'd always recommend, yeah, if there's something else you want to start up, make sure you get a taster of it first and have a plan of what you're going to do and build it slowly, build that business. And then you can slowly drop off the other um the other kind of whether you said it's IT and you want to go into something else but but I think for you Colin you could see that this you found your passion mm. from helping so many people like you found that social studies was and is what you kind of makes your heart light yeah because I found like, a, like I found like last year like I had a really good job and a really good salary but at the same time, I was I was on the verge of panic attacks going into work yeah. because it just wasn't for me, like you know. And then after going travelling, I suppose I kind of realised, well, I want to do something different. Like I'm only you only have one life. Forget, forgot. Sorry for the like cheesy no, cliche, no. but I was just like, this. Why am we like like as you said, walking like mad, putting in the hours. To something I just don't not, no longer believe in, and I did. I became like a workaholic. That I thought oh, if I work harder and get enough promotions and get enough money, that will get rid of this anxiety feeling that I have. You know, that will get rid of this feeling of just not feeling, just feeling off and just feeling like I'm nearly where I need to be, but not quite. And that was the worst part of it. Is that when you nearly feel satisfied, but not quite, and then you're working harder, 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 buying more shit on Amazon, and still feeling miserable. And still feeling that inner bit of feeling suffering on the inside. And it wasn't until I left that job that I felt, shit, this is what it feels like to just not be suffering and not to have that, um, and have, and to have peace of mind. And what I think was well, it was the fear of the unknown, the fear of leaving the job. And I know like a lot of people don't have that, that luxury to just walk out of a job, you know. Um, and that's what I'm saying, make sure that, you try all all kind of aspects to try and make it work before you walk walk out. As I did, you know, I was I was thinking of leaving for years, and I was trying all different things and different roles, or you know, just different supports I had, getting outside help, you know, getting advice off good people, and th- 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 thinking differently about my job, you know, um, and that, that and, and taking like more days to rest, you know, and learn to switch off and, and sit with myself. You know, little things just really helped me. I, I don't think I would have stayed in the job for as long as I did if I haven't if I ha- hadn't have had all them kind of supports in place, you know. But how amazing, I mean, is the human body as in your system was telling you that that's not for you. Like your system was telling you and a lot of times our our like the human body is amazing and it is programmed to feed you information so like i i can guarantee you that if there is something that's off in your life now i'm not saying that 
it has to be job like if it's say you're watching too much kind of negativity like stuff that's not serving you if you're say spending too drinking too much coffee if you're eating overeating a load of kind of foods that don't serve you and it doesn't necessarily have to be crappy foods like some people are allergic to gluten and they might not know some people are allergic to dairy and they might not know but that's going to trigger in your system i can tell you your issues are in your tissues as they say mm-hmm. your gut and your body if there's stuff going wrong is going to inform you of that and like what i've come to believe and see in so many of my clients is that once they actually make little tweaks in that it goes mm. like how different do you feel now from well, leaving that it's like that old joke you know this guy goes to the doctor and says hey doctor every time we do this it hurts and the doctor's like well then stop fucking doing that then you know what i mean like, and people can tell you left right and center but i guarantee you you sit down and get a pen and paper and you'll be well have to tell yeah. yourself but that is it though you know and yeah. a lot of it's as you said look fine and shit that just is no longer serving us and yeah. but i don't think i think a lot of us know but it's the fear of change and the fear of the yeah. unknown or the big thing of jumping out of a job or jumping out of a relationship or making jumping out of a house or a family home whatever it is like they're the big massive things but as you said the subtle things that if we get out the pen and paper and say right a b or c is no longer serving me and say right how can i change this because a lot of time we'll just like subtly uh, just go on with the things like irritating us rather than saying right this just isn't for me because I had really IBS a while ago like two years ago and I remember my stomach was in a jock and then I remember thinking like Jesus why, why is this going on I was going to the doctor he was saying oh did you try eating try staying away from wheat or trying staying away from dairy and uh, and there was a diet called a FOTMAS diet or something like that and eating this diet you can eat apples and tomatoes and all and I remember looking at like, well, what's going on in my life at the moment? What's in my environment? And I remember I was in that stressful job. I was in a relationship that was on the rocks. You know, the dad wasn't well at the time. You know, wasn't my mental, my anxiety was through the roof. You know, and it was all this the mental stuff that was affecting me physically. And I think people forget that, you know, the, the power that the like our mind has on our, on us physically. You know, when I was able to address all them things, my IBS vanished, like completely vanished, and I haven't had an issue with it since because I continued to do that bit of work, you know, on, on my mental health, you know, and it's what I learned is how much work do we do on our physical health and our hygiene and our, you know, whatever else we do on a daily basis, but how much do we cater for our mental health, you know, when everything we do comes through our mind, you know? Yeah, but I can, like, when I walked into that, coaching course and it was with neuroscience and they sat down and like now doctors like i are actually asking people when they come in with say they say they develop like um a health issue later in life like say um ms they'll ask have they gone through any massive life trauma recently it's mad, isn't it? now the studies are proven that massive life trauma that's left undealt with actually affects the body but like if you think about it, how can you sit back and think that like our minds are connected? Yeah, but what's matter? Well, <laughs> We're in one they, building. They're saying, that, they're saying now that cortisol is a silent killer. 
you know, cortisol is is a stress hormone that's released by the body, you know, the fight or flight thing. And and, and, and fundamentally, our bodies are programmed to live in caves. You know, we wake up, like, we wake up in the morning and our brain is a a, a fine problem, solve problem tool. So we wake up in the morning and our brain, say we're leaving the cave and our brain is saying, oh, you may encounter a dinosaur and we eat it or a snake or a saber-toothed lion or a mammoth might stample you. So your brain is telling you all the potential fears you may face today. And it's that, that cortisol release is there to help you go into fight or flight mode. So do you need to fight this battle or run away from it? You know, but as we evolve and that, 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 that mammoth and that saber-toothed lion has changed into the relationship or changed into the annoying boss or the mortgage where we're not dealing with stress the right way. And if we have this cortisol constantly building up you know it's, it's not good for our nervous system you know what i mean and i remember talking to a nurse before she works in a nursing home that specializes in alzheimer's and she said those guys coming into this nursing home as young as 40 and 50s that were having that they were having the early stages of alzheimer's and dementia because they're coming from really stressful jobs and real stressful backgrounds you know but it's not about the stress you know it's about how do we process them and have them de-stressors and that's why like going for that run or getting in the sea or whatever it is that de-stresses you we feel that we feel that buzz of endorphins because our brain is giving us that reward pathway to say yeah look we've dealt with our cortisol today we've released it somehow but one thing i will say and this has been massive turning point for me i used to always think that it was just fitness like I was massive fitness 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 until I met a load of really happy people that never trained and especially your dad I suppose he was another one that kind of set to my mind and then especially through I suppose life experience and having a probably a couple of very close people and friends dying and they trained and I remember always kind of that week saying well how have they died from like maybe suicide and mental health but yet they train like you know it just it never fitted with me and I think that's the turning point for me of um when I lost my partner um probably seven years ago now that that was the turning point for me when I was like okay there's more to it and the, the more to it is your mindset like your mindset is massive and though I do think that training helps helps to give you a buzz and helps to make you feel good if it's the fact that you hate running and you hate going out for a run and you're thinking of hating that going for that run and dreading going for that run all the day that's not going to be doing better for your body mm. because like even from the yogis they believe it's like you have filling your body like one of the yamas is non-harming and you think non-harming means don't go out and give that fella slap across the road no no harming is them repetitive thoughts of harming that are going in your head so i honestly believe that it's it's it, and i can honestly say that my, i am 95 percent happier now because i i yeah first of all the training massively helped but i always knew that i needed something else and then I got into meditation and meditation heals you from within so if there's any kind of like say if there's anything in your body like me same with you I'd gut from built up stress gut from built up I suppose overeating or maybe like on the weekends that I had been kind of going partying I obviously did do damage to my my gut 
and the meditation obviously really heals from within and really obviously de-stresses the mind which is amazing but you need to work on what you're feeding your mind as well mm. it's a balance of working on like if you're having a load of like the neuroscience believes that you've pathways built in your mind right so if you have a pathway of constantly being full of fearful thoughts and look i still get fearful thoughts now mm. like i'm not gonna lie it's a normal part of life and it's to stop you running out on the road and it's to stop you from running into a burning building and it's giving you information on what to kind of do and what not to do mm. but if you're in constant state of fear and anxiety that's a, a neuro kind of that's a pathway that you've built within the mind mm. and you can reprogram that and you can change that and like um i only thought of it the other day when i was teaching homework with connor seeing the difference in him from junior infants to 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 second class and like how he's learning to read and write yeah so i mean if you can learn to read and write and walk and go to the toilet you can relearn a pathway mm. to make yourself more peace yeah. to make yourself happier to make yourself healthier yeah, so true. Though. I heard a guy say that he doesn't have good days or bad days. He has good thoughts and bad thoughts. You know what I mean? And that sometimes, like, our, what we don't realise is that our thoughts have emotions and feelings attached to them. Yeah. When a thought pops into our heads, like, it's mad. Like, some of the times we can, I heard a guy, another guy say, like, what does fear stand for? You know, and an abbreviation for fear is future events appearing real or false evidence appearing real. Like, do you ever hear the doorbell ring and straight away you're like, oh, Jesus, it's the guards or there's a, there's a letter in the post oh my god it's an eviction letter or the fucking you know what, what it's always thinking the worst or the phone rings oh no it's bad news you know it's like or the boss sends you an email you want to have a chat and straight away you're like oh I'm going to get sacked now you know and you're always jumping to the worst case scenario and if we do that then we're living in that as if it's real you know and another one is that the fear of suffering is a lot worse than the suffering itself but you know, in the coaching course, this is the when they taught us the neuroscience, our brain will naturally go to the negative. It's actually a normal human, it's a normal human pattern. But it's like when your mind goes to negative, it's very normal. Like you're not going to stop that as such. But it's you being able to say you're not your mind and you can mm. change it to a positive. You're only your, you're, like, you're, you're, your feelings aren't facts. Like, yeah. Your thoughts aren't... Like, so just because something pops into your head doesn't you mean you're going it. to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't mean like you're going to feckin' do it. Like if you walk by a feckin' cake shop and you see 20 cakes in the window and you're like, yeah, geez, I'd love to eat all them. Just because a thought went through your head doesn't mean you're actually going to do it. I remember yeah. this fellow telling a real funny story once that he was walking down the road and he seen this like elderly, elderly old woman bent over putting chocolate in the back of her car and he said a normal person would say just I, I want to go over and help that woman but the thought that he got is that he'd love to just run up and give her a big kick up the arse like, you know and <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else don't say that in the microphone your mind's in the gutter I know Jesus why are they talking about bogey thoughts <laughs> Lisa doing um, and it's just a, it's to say that just because we think it doesn't mean you're going to act it you know what I mean and it's to be able to put up that boundary and put up that barrier to say I am not my thoughts my thoughts are the clouds just floating in and out of my head that I don't have to attach to them or identify with them and just let them float in and float out that I am not my thoughts yeah or it's an information like if you're getting an information like if you're driving down the road and you're thinking to yourself Jesus life would be easier if I wasn't here 
your body is giving you the information there's something you need to change mm. it doesn't mean that you actually go and do it it means that there's something in your in your in your life in your formula yeah that's not working and you need to reach out then and you know what you need to reach out to a coach to a therapist to a counselor and and if you ring the first person and you think they're not for me try again try try again because mm. through everything in life like i found true going to fitness classes true going to yoga classes true at times going to counselor myself like you might meet one and it won't suit you but i can guarantee you there is someone out there that will help there is someone out there that will work for you there is there is a magic formula that's in your system that will improve your life but once you always have that belief that you can change you can improve and if you for one second think you can't go back to when you were in nappies because i can tell you there's some change in you from then Mm, no that's it like and sometimes it's about being able to change or in a dialogue that if it is always negative it's like it's, it's like that the tunnel vision like if we were sitting here talking about yellow cars or yellow you know all we'd notice on the road is yellow cars you know if we were talking about opportunities all we'd see is opportunities you know if i was talking about all oh, the guards are out everywhere all we'd see then is the guards out everywhere you know so it's about programming your tunnel vision that if you're constantly looking and talking and being around negativity that's all you'll see and you'll draw into your life you know but if you're yeah. surrounding yourself with positivity and positive people and doing positive and well-being things that's what you'll feel and that's what you'll bring into your life yeah and like what is the saying i can't even think of it now where where, where you put your attention energy flows where your attention goes right energy flows where your attention goes so if you're putting your attention into improving your self-development if you're putting your attention into improving your life if you're putting your attention like after um, my partner died um, I started studying happiness I was listening to every podcast every YouTube thing anything I could get my hands on because I wanted to understand happiness so if but if I started trying to like so where your attention yeah, sorry, what was I saying? I said again. <laughs> what your or what where did you put your attention, your energy flows. So I but I I am aware that there is times still now that I know this that I can get very negative in my thinking. But when I know when I'm very negative in my thinking, it means I'm tired. Mm. So if my thinking's gone negative, I know where before I could have kind of like just went with all them thoughts and thought it was this 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 and this and this mm. and i need to change this this and this and this but now i know hold on a minute i'm tired mm. i and need to take a day sometimes off. it's something simple like that sometimes we can overcomplicate the solution sometimes the problem is something simple like as i heard someone say halt what does halt stand for yeah. the abbreviation for halt is hungry angry lonely tired and sometimes it can be one of these things that are why we're angry or why we're feeling a bit dislodged or a bit disconnected or a bit unsatisfied you know sometimes it's these simple things that are we catering for our basic fundamental needs are we eating enough of the right foods are we resting enough are we sleeping enough you know and it's like if you're putting shit in your car like if you're putting fairy liquid into your car and you're wondering why you're breaking down on the m50 it's the equivalent of you're putting shit and not sleeping great and not resting great and you're breaking down in your job or breaking down relationships or you know it's, it's a similar fucking uh analogy like you know yeah. what i mean is that if you're putting if you're putting the crap your life you're not catering for the fundamental stuff in your life you know you're, you're not going to get very far 
Yeah, like post-COVID, I used to think, I need to get up at like half five in the morning and go to the gym class. And then I need to come back and do this, this and this. And it wa- and then go to work. And then like in some nights I could have been working till 10 in the gym. And I then on the way home in the car, I'd hit the shop and be eating like loads of chocolate. And I'd be like, then I could, the spiral of, I could be giving out then. Why did I eat that? And then I just, it clicked to me during COVID. And actually you said it to me one day, Colm. And I really noticed it. I think from listening to YouTube videos and a lot of inspiring teachers, they'd always say that the most inspiring people in the morning get up early. But I noticed from my system, if I get up at six or half six, I feel great for the day. But if I get up at half five, I notice that for the whole day, I just feel, I don't feel right. I'm not eating right. I'm not kind of, I just don't feel myself. And I remember you actually saying it to me yourself that you feel like as if that during that day that your your mental health doesn't feel right mm. if you get up too early. Yeah, like it's, and it is, if, for me, if my sleep is off, it's the first telltale sign that my head's not going to be right. You know what I mean? I always feel off you know we always get the same as you know, I, was, I was reading this uh, article by mark Wahlberg, and he wakes up at like four or five and gets up and does all his training and all his stuff by like eight o'clock and then he just meditates and you know i was like oh i want to be more like mark Wahlberg, and i was like wasn't sleep i was sleeping shit waking up at half four going for a run going for a swim and all in the sea and then we i was like fecking off my head like you know i felt real riddled with anxiety and all it's like why maybe it's because you're only getting three hours sleep like you know and it's like the basic things but the basic the, thing is don't be listening to other people and yeah, listen exactly. to your own nail, nail on the head it's to find your own formula that nothing that we talk about here or anywhere you hear it's just people giving their experience of what works for them like if you think of well-being like what is well-being put the word the other way around being well it's being well and what makes you well and if, like everyone has a different way of being well you talk about it and everyone's into exercise and everyone's into reading everyone's definitely not into sea swimming especially yeah. around this time of year it's getting yeah. baltic mm-hmm. but some people might be into fecking poetry or, or fecking collecting stamps or admiring trees or netflix or shit food or drinking whatever whoever whatever you know but it's about finding what works for you what is your winning formula you know and everybody is different there's different strokes for different folks so it's about finding what works for you yeah um that is the like that is the winning formula and like you can it can change and you might need to hire a coach you might need to journal a bit you might not just get it straight away but what I'd usually do would be as you're going to bed at night or first thing in the morning that's your kind of window to see what worked what didn't work what you do differently and be, and be teachable you said they're hiring a coach like if you do and we talked earlier on about the course like we don't know everything we don't have all the answers so if you want to know more or, be, or go further in a certain field be your intellect or your fitness or whatever your wellness or your your emotional health or your spiritual health whatever there's no harm in getting some support and getting some guidance and getting some sort of coach you know if you want to go further in that field you know or maybe do a course to get educated on it yeah 100 percent. and you know what if you don't have the money and you're kind of saying i wouldn't be able to afford that i can tell you that there's the number one uh, coaches online 
so look up the area and just do a little bit of information do a little bit of research on 20 minutes a day could take six weeks could take six months could take a year but i can tell you that there will be improvements you're going to feel better you're going to know yeah. more information and very worst case scenario anything we learn is great for the brain exactly and if you're looking for a low budget wellness and fitness coach give me a show i'm like <laughs> you go into tesco and you see reduce the clear yellow sticker gone off two weeks ago that is me give me a show <laughs> let's talk about a bit of exciting stuff now this get fit get lit right lisa tell us tell us about your uh, lisa has, well, you're in it as well yeah, yeah. i'm a i'm a coach i'm a helping coach lisa uh, came up with a great idea to start a running club in sandyford and it's not about the mad thing about it is that when like even when we go there it's not to do with the fitness of people are there to lose weight you know it's the buzz and the crack and the community that you actually forget that oh we're here for like fitness or we're here to you know to improve our kind of you know whatever like the basic you think it basically be for fitness like you know but you don't even realize that because you're there you're having the chat you're having the slags you're having the buzz and you know it's great crack you know and and the benefits that it does for your mental health number one out in the fresh air number two having a healthy community around you and number three is just being the exercise and we talked about it there releasing those endorphins and doing it in a in a like-minded community as well yeah and i'm not even saying that just during the whole covid thing obviously a lot of people i'm coaching have kind of said that they feel that they're restricted but actually, it's really only the pubs and restaurants that are kind of closed. Where act, there is still a lot of outdoor activities once you remain within your 15. Lisa, don't be ridiculous. There's not more to like than alcohol. Come on. Don't <laughs> be ridiculous. So what I'm saying to you is find your local groups. Find your local centre. And see, is there any like outdoor clubs like that? 100%. Like yeah. I, I, mean, I found right that I, I got sick. I was always like, oh, for doing shit with the lads. Are like, you oh, for going for a hike? Are you for a fucking going? traveling down here you for doing that and a lot of lads are like, oh, I can't I'm doing this I'm doing that sometimes they would and they pull out last minute so I decided feck I'm going to start doing this shit and looking up groups on my own yeah. so there's a great thing called Meetup and I remember a few years oh, ago I, done the, I, I joined a hiking club and it was like when I was to myself oh, I'm fairly fit I joined the really advanced one so they had like this really they had like the, this advanced hiking club uh, the, the trailblazers I think they were called and they are like super they would say on the thing I would this is not for beginners you know make sure you're able for the bloody blah and it was like yeah taking all the boxes yeah phew, well able for that so the first hike was up in the morn mountains we had to be there at like seven o'clock in the morning so i fly up in my air max runners with a big bag like about 20 liters of water and 30 protein bars and they're just like yeah, mate, are, you, are you sure you're able for this I said, oh yeah yeah but what are you doing with all the big heavy packing you're like oh that's me water you don't need that much water that's too heavy i'm like here yeah, alzheimer i'm well able you know these guys are all in their 60s and all I was going to smoke these lads and then we get up to like the first mountain and I'm like that was alright it was time for a break and they're like no no we keep going and I was like what and then we get up to the second mountain and I barely made it up and I'm like there's no way and they said how many more is left oh another uh, four, four peaks to go and I'm like what and they're going like they're literally nearly trail running and then the third one halfway up the mountain I was like I can't I can't and I'm, I'm slowly gradually falling back falling back and then eventually got to a stage where I jumped into a bush when none of them were looking and they were all like Carla 
and I just stayed in the bush till I could no longer hear them like you know and I looked up they were gone and they text me and then they were like are you alright and I text I don't find you guys walk away it's just stretching whatever <laughs> and I ended up going back to the car and driving home and just being like shit well, yeah. that, and that was my experience joining a club uh, no but you know the amount of people that say to me oh I'm too old I couldn't do this I'm too this and do that I can tell you even when I joined CrossFit the people that were at their peak of fitness were in their 50s Mm. Like I mean, it is never too old. You can it your it, your brain. They before they used to think that you have to input information kind of really young in life for it to early in life for it to actually input. Where now, like studies are proven that you can constantly relearn stuff. Yeah. You can constantly grow, and if you have that mindset of oh, I'm too old, I'm past it. How does that feel? Like, does yeah. that actually serve you? Let that go. It is never. And like, by you're saying that, they, them men were in their 60s. And my experience, like the fittest people were in their 50s. And mm. I've often done runs. Like, I remember me and you done a 10K in Dunleary last year. And it was just after our dad had passed. And I remember I was felt like as if I was going two miles an hour. And it was like, I'm, men nearly look like they're in their 80s. <laughs> flying past me mm. or if you see women that have a lot like they'd be they'd have a good few pounds on them and not a bother on them mm. I mean they'd be overlapping me like there's no tomorrow like I hear girls saying oh I can't run um, I'm not slim enough and I'm like you'd want to come and show up one of these race days and mm. see the people that are inspirational that are just getting out there and never giving up and keep and trying keep and trying mm. until the day that you're about to die I'd say yeah. I'll always keep going that's what I love and there's a guy I was talking to uh, I was talking to them on the 44 actually the other week and like he was in his 80s and he ran to the 44 and said he yeah. still trains and he and he like and he says as you get older you kind of just get fall in love with the more simpler things and that's yeah. why I admire all like the older people because you think they've been on the earth the longest so they have assessed what works what's yeah. the right formula you know these guys are out doing the gardening they're out going for walks or climbing the hill or getting in the sea you know all these simple things that are available to us they're not getting wrapped up buying shit on boohoo.com or fecking you know whatever or, or, or wrapped up in likes on instagram you know they're just admiring the sunset you know spending times with family you know spending times in a healthy community you know and they, they have a source like what works just keeping life as, as ridiculously simple as possible. And that's one of my, I suppose, what, what I'm trying to do today is to live like a minimalist and keep my life as simple as possible. And I find the less stuff I have going on in my life, the easier it gets. I'm not wrapped up and worried about trying to keep all the plates spinning. That the less things I have going on in my life, that I find that I'm a lot more relaxed, you know, because I'm not trying to cater for a million different things at once, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's, that's like such good information that like you found your formula and that's working for you and that's amazing, Colin, like, you know, that you can, you can, you're able to kind of see what works and you can grow from there and um, that alone is inspirational. So, yeah, I noticed that about when you see kind of the older generation going around that they just seem a lot more relaxed and I was at a meeting there and um, last week and an older man was chatting and he was saying that um, he lives alone and 
he was just saying, he was supposed talking about the little bit of hardness about living alone. And I had walked out of the house that day. And I think obviously being at home with the boys and cleaning up the mess. And I can get a little bit in my head, like, you know, like giving out about family, mm -hmm. though I love them. How blessed am I to have my, my little boy, even during COVID, like the amount of different laughs he gave me that like before that, like, it's just them little things that kind of light up your yeah. day that is actually what is important. And you said it there, it's about gratitude. You know, gratitude oh, is is the main, it's the, it's the best attitude. You know, yeah. it's, you know, if you're grateful for the simple things, you know, being able to wake up in a nice warm bed, be living in a nice house, having heat, having food, having good health and good mental health. And these are things that we take for granted. The amount of people out there that probably give their right arms to be in our be in our shoes, but we don't realise that we're yeah. or we're already looking at what we haven't got or what that we want, you know, rather than looking at what we have. And one thing that really helped me was when I changed the word in my life to I want to I have. So when I'm going to bed at that at night, I'm not saying I want this, I want that. I'm saying I have this, I have that. And, I, and when I started doing that, all these great things that are coming into my life, that I'm grateful for getting, being healthy enough to go for a run, or go to the gym, or that I'm educated enough to read a book, or have a healthy enough perspective to appreciate a sunset, or be in the present in nature, you know what I mean? All these simple things. But if you think back to our nanny and granddad, right, kind of back in the day, before they'd always pray. So they pray in the morning first thing and they pray at night. And when, what amazed me when I went in and studying, obviously, the wellness coaching through neuroscience, they studies are now believed that the most proton and um, susceptible your brain is, is in them few minutes before you go to bed at night and when you first wake up in the morning. So what I will say to anyone is that that's when you want to be high vibe. And that's when they used to pray. So when you're just about to go to sleep, that's when you need to be doing the gratitude list. That's when you want to be feeling into what it is that you want to manifest, what energy you want, and feel into, into that good feeling. And when you first wake up in the morning, open your eyes, be thankful to be alive, feel the, the love in your heart. And I can tell you, do a test of it for 21 days and see how much, how much better you feel. So whether, I would obviously recommend the gratitude list, and then as you're going to sleep, kind of bringing up that warm feeling in your heart, and first thing in the morning, because when I first tried to do it, I kind of tried to do it all during the day at different times, and I kind of just lost the plot of it. But it's actually, studies have proven now that it's them crucial times when you're just going to sleep at night. So that's why they say meditate in the evening, because you're kind of clearing the mind. Mm. Or and when you first wake up in the morning are crucial to the brain's development and crucial to keeping that brain healthy and praying well. And if you look back into what they used to do years ago, it was praying. So it's the same kind of... Yeah, because well, it proves yeah. on the pudding. And I suppose when you think of praying, I know straight away we think of religion. And for me, I'm not religious. I think religion is someone, sharing someone else's spirituality. But I think spirituality is your own, 
way of believing and praying and meditating. It's about finding your own form, you know, yeah. and, tri and, and, and tribes throughout the ages have always prayed. And praying, there's some tribes dance to pray or they sing to pray, you know, and they celebrate and they light fires that everyone has their own way of celebrating life. You know, I pray by running or getting in the sea. That's my form of prayer and meditation, you know, and different people have different ways. And gratitude as well. Gratitude. Like that, yeah, that's like, I'm sure that is what, they would have been praying just for gratitude, right? Yeah. 100%. So yeah, it's just it's a nice way to kind of look for it, and it's a nice way to improve your own head. Yeah, get a bit a bit clearer on. I suppose if you're looking back on your day and it's them little things you're grateful for, you're also getting information about what you like, mm, aren't yeah, you? No, one hundred percent. we're just coming up to them time there, Lisa. Is anything you want to finish on? Before we finish up, um, if anybody's on Facebook and I'm looking for people that are into self-development, that are in have that belief that they can always improve and it, there's a live meditation followed by, it's kind of like a meditation mixed in with a well-being talk. It's on Facebook Live every Tuesday evening, but it is left up. So you can lie down in the evening just before bed or first thing in the morning and listen to it. So And it's completely free. So it's just a kind of a free platform that it's just my little way of kind of helping people to get over the COVID, just obviously with all the knowledge through the wellness, through the fitness just trying to get it all into like a little talk and yeah a safe environment that from your own home that you can actually click into so if anyone is interested i think you might um put it in the show notes um yeah my uh, platform mm -hmm. that maybe they could give it give it a follow on the gram yeah the well-being queen and then dm me let me know and slide I into lisa's dms and I can add you to the page yeah. and we can get going on the meditation. And the running club on a Monday if you're looking to start at beginner's level and there's an advanced level. But if you're literally never ran before or you're just hot after running an ultramarathon, you can come down. Come down and check it out. Check out the kill community, the nice vibes and the beautiful atmosphere. Come down and check it out. And uh, that's every Monday at half seven from St. Mary's Clubhouse in Blackthorn. Maureen, <laughs> Sandyford, and uh, we're also hoping to start a running club in Dunleary very soon in the next few weeks. We'll keep you posted on that. Bye. Um, so, yeah, at least it's been beautiful talking to you. Thank Anything you else? for having me on. You want to lash in there now? I just want to we... say a big thank you. We're actually on our on our last week of the running group and it's due to start back up then after the midterm so i just want to say a big well done and delighted to all the girls and the few boys because it, they are doing amazing and the amount of kilometers that have been um they've been going through each week and yeah that's all really just big, stay big safe. The bus. well done guys and yeah keep it going and like what we are saying about that inner dialogue or your mind that you are not your thoughts your thoughts are your thoughts you know and that analogy with future events appearing real sorry that abbreviation for fear is future events appearing real and that not to get bogged down by your thoughts and try try and replace them with a positive dialogue or positive thoughts and look it's not about living in this like ignorant positivity world you know there is weeds in the garden you know there is like it's inevitable that we are going to suffer you know and we've got our mental health is going to be shit at times you know and that's perfectly okay it's about realizing that this too shall pass
Yeah. And uh, yeah. Be you. Be you. Like that's what I love. Like any of the coaches I listen to, and they're all like, just be yourself. Mm. Show up. Don't be fake. Be yourself. And you know what? Like you're gonna get on with some people really well because yeah. they're gonna match your values and some not. And it's just about actually remembering that perfection and inner peace don't mix. Yeah, and and also believe in yourself. Believe, believe in, in yourself. You believed in Santi for 10 years, so you can believe in yourself for 10 seconds. Exactly. Be your own best friend. Have your own back. Yeah, too right. Okay. Lise, thank you. Gordon Maltagood, Gormagama. Isma Alum, Corkamilish. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Keep your head up. Keep your heart strong.